Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. Well, hello. What's up, Confluences? Welcome back to Confluence the Lifestyle. Can you believe it's October? Man, it was just September the other day. And now we have officially moved into the last quarter of the year. This year is moving full steam ahead. Welcome back if this is your first time. And if you are returning, thank you for being aboard the Confluence train. I thank you so much for being a part of this journey. It's Wednesday and you know what that means. We made it to the middle of the week. So that gives us a reason to smile. We are two days away from the weekend. Can I get some of that weekend, please? This is episode number seven and that's why you can hear the smile through my voice and seven is such a magical number yes seven the number seven is meaning the seeker the thinker the searcher of truth seven is a biblical number and i thought for today's show i would sought after the truth this topic deals with a truth that affects us all, a truth that we hate to face, a truth that is in our circle, but we just won't acknowledge it. I know you're probably asking what you mean, Charlie. Well, I know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but it's also the first week in October also brings awareness to the mental health issue. And today I want to shed light on that issue that is often swept under the rug. Yes, mental health. One in three Americans struggle with a mental illness, but the rate is much higher in women. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. When I see Issues that are prevalent in our community, issues that plague our community, issues that plague our family. I wanted to understand it more. As women, we do so much. You know, we're mothers, we're wives, girlfriends, employees, employers, entrepreneurs, authors, speaker, podcast host, educator. I mean, (laughs) I wear a lot of hats, y'all. And we keep irons in the fire. And sometimes the load gets to be so cumbersome. And it's not that she's crazy. Maybe she's just tired. I told you problems are universal. And it doesn't care about age, race, creed, color. They don't discriminate. They show up ready to challenge you 
change you and build a stronger character. Some break under the fold while others find their voice, they find their strength. And I hope that we can find our voice and release the stigma around mental health issues. My special guest, Ms. Latrice Wynn, will enlighten us with some knowledge so that we are able to recognize when something is wrong. I told you, I specialize in making painful conversations easy. So let's rip the damn band-aid off and jump into the show. Why? Because this is Confluence. Brokenhearted, worry, anxiety, paranoia, fear, low self-esteem, and the list goes on and on. We've all experienced it for ourselves or we personally know someone that is suffering from it. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, found that not only are women more likely to experience mental health concerns such as depression or anxiety, women experience mental distress at higher rates than men do at any age bracket. That means from the time that we are in a mental capacity until we are dead. That's in all age brackets. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this in a nutshell. That mental disorders can affect women way differently than they affect men. Hey, let's talk about it. I'm ready to bring on my special guest so she can educate us on this issue. Ladies of Confluence, join me in welcoming Miss Latrice Wynn. Whoop, whoop. Good evening. Are you here? I am. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle podcast where confidence meets influence. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. I know through hell and high water, I was determined to get you on the show. So thank you <laughs> for making the sacrifice. Oh my God. I appreciate you taking the time out to come and talk to us about a topic that affects our community. I like to call it our silent killer, um, mental health. The first week in October is designated as Mental Health Week. And a lot of people don't know that. And I think that it's so important that we seek counseling, see professionals, um, and talk to people about those deep down rooted issues that bother us. So again, thank you so much for giving up your time to come and talk to the followers of Confluence. Tell us about yourself and what you do. Okay, my name is Latrice Wynn and I am a licensed professional counselor. I currently work at a mental health clinic that deals with severely mentally ill patients. Um, I have a background in a lot of different areas, uh, one being uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy, 
as well as CPT, which is cognitive processing therapy for people that have went through traumatic events or have PTSD. I am also um, certified in other areas uh, for as general counseling as well. Um, I have a background of uh, private practice as well. Um, I'm launching my own um, private practice uh, officially uh, this month. It's Win. Yes, I'm excited about it. It's uh, Win Counseling and Associates and uh, will be open for business. But yeah, that's kind of my background. But yes, this is a very important topic, not only just for people um, of color, but definitely people around the world. Everybody's affected by it. And I think that if it's not addressed, it can become a huge problem. And silence is not gonna help anything because it is now, in this world now, a lot of people are seeing how people are affected by it and, and um, are you know trying to find their best way out. Mm-hmm. Our, definitely our definitely and i like community. to call it a silent killer because yes. a lot of people that we personally know sometimes we think it's not me or it's not our friend but it could be our mother or a sister somebody that we personally know is affected with a mental health or a mental illness mm-hmm. and like you said if we don't you know wrap our hands around these people and love them and embrace them yes. and say, Hey, we we're here. Mm-hmm. They're continue to think that they're alone. And so I just want to jump in and start talking about this stigma that mm-hmm. is plaguing our community. Um, so why do you feel that there is such a stigma around counseling, particularly in the African American community? Well, I feel like stigma, um, because of the way of the world now, I think, in general, you know, people didn't go get help. You know, they were told to, you know, um, what happens in our house happens in our house and mm-hmm. you don't go out and tell nobody nothing. <laughs> and um, if, you know, lots of things where they just didn't talk about it. It was not talked about. Now it's more, you know, you have social media out out here and a lot of things, you know, people are being bullied, you know, small, small children, all the way up to adults being bullied, you know, it's in school and social media. And the stigma is I don't want to look as if something's wrong with me. Yeah. And that's not the case. You know, a lot of people go through common things, you know, you, people have feelings, you know, people are emotional and how, and, and the way you cope with it is, is, is it, you know, and stigma is, is definitely huge on not wanting to feel like something's wrong with me. I think that's the major thing. Mm -hmm. And once getting over that hurdle and, you know, talking to somebody or going to seek professional help will help the solution period, you know, but yeah, because people have that social media outlet you know, it's it's like people hide behind the computer and, you know, say mean things and, 
and forget, you know, that um, face-to-face kind of interaction and you forget people have feelings, you know, people are not very uh, cautious or um, aware of how and what they say. I always tell my clients and people in general, you know, be careful what you say to people. You did never know, you know, what kind of day they're having or what you say may affect that person. So you have to be very careful with your words. Okay. Okay. You know, I always tell people you can't change what you will not acknowledge. I think a lot of people stay in that place um, because, you know, it's hard to acknowledge when I'm feeling some type of way. And when I'm feeling some type of way, usually lasts normally, you know, a day, two days. But when you are at a month, something is wrong, right? So why is so hard? Why is it so hard for us to accept when we need help? Again, I go back to you don't want to feel like something's wrong with you. That's the first thing. Acknowledgement is the, the first base to everything. Why don't people do it? It's a good question. You know, um, I guess everybody has have their different reasons, but I really believe that they may not be um, educated mm-hmm. on, you know, what mental illness is. Um, they may be, you know, ashamed because of how they're viewed by their peers or their family. Um, it could be, you know, uh, just their stigma that they have within their self, you know, because people are quick to say, oh, that person crazy. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> You know, what's going on? You know, we look at the news now, you know, our president, <laughs> our yeah. current, you know, hot, fat, you know, rappers. <laughs> these people have mental health issues, but, you know, the majority is like, these people are crazy. But if that's, we, that's, if, there. that's the line that we put under. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and the then, number one line. She crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Psycho. Yes. Yes, which which you know what, to be honest with you, just a common thing of being heartbroken can can bring an onset of a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. You know, a common thing of, you know, like this, now this generation, I'm saying that and I feel so old when I say that, but it's the truth. Like they will try anything. So if we go into the, you know, the latest, um, popping mollies and everything, you know, else, then that cause a, can cause an onset of someone having a mental health issue as well. Some people go back to being normal and then some people don't and have an onset of a mental health issue from just trying some new drug with alcohol. So a lot of people are not realizing the long-term effects of it of what it would have on your body if you did these types of things or how you cope with things because you know now with um social media being out here nobody really just communicates anymore so when you are you know um people say hurtful things you know you don't this generation now doesn't know how to react to it or what to say you know and then that's when it's like a kind of like you said a silent killer I think um, 
what is it, a show that came on, um, oh my God, Netflix. I think it's 13 Reasons, I believe that's the name of it. It was a very, very good illustration of how and what happens to teenagers in high school by how they are treated by their peers. But basically at the end of the show or the first season of it, um, the young lady commits suicide, but she leaves a recording of how and what everybody and how they played a factor in what happened. So it's, 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 it's real, you know, and a lot of people think it's not real, but it is real and it affects people. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's very prevalent in mm-hmm. the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, when you first started, you know, with the first question, a lot of things are historically, you know, uh, and then a lot of things like, you know, I mean, nature versus nurture because you know I too have a counseling degree but I want to bring on an expert in the field and that knows and deals with this on a daily basis you know um but nature versus nurture a lot of people don't realize that mental health issues are genetic you know like some things are passed along through DNA and then some things are environmental, like the heartbreak, the, you know, loss of the job, the loss of your, you know, your home. But some stuff is passed down oh, from yeah. your mother or your father, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia, like those things mm-hmm. are passed down through DNA. And a lot of people don't realize that. Or, you know, and it might skip you and it might go to your children. You're like, what the hell is wrong with my child? Mm-hmm. Nothing. That, 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 your child is displaying mm-hmm. the genetic gene mm-hmm. <laughs> that you maybe coped well with handling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's really like what I reason why I created this audience, this you know space is so women can have something to listen to that feel like. I know I'm not the only one, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's cause sometimes we feel like we're in this thing alone. I too have fought issues of depression and, you know, anxiety. I mean, Lord, don't let me have to take a test. Like anxiety, like it becomes me, you know, and that was going to be my next question in your definition. What is mental illness? Because some people, like you said, we said she crazy. You know, she might not be crazy. Like, she might be dealing with some real shit. And if it was on your plate, you might not be able to handle it. And so what is your definition of mental illness? That's a good question. Mental illness. Okay, if we just take the two words. Mental dealing with your mind. And it may be being disabled at times could be, you know, a definition of mental illness. Um, I think that when something disables you, I think that becomes mental illness. Because, I mean, if you look at all pretty much of the diagnosis of, um, you know, in our, you know, diagnosis book, it basically has a time frame which 
also has a um, how onsets of things happen to you and uh, how you have may have symptoms of a diagnosis. But I would just say if something disables you, I think that's kind of my definition I can kind of think of off, off my head where it disables your mind. And when we deal with illness, meaning you're ill or sick. So I would kind of define it as that. If we look um, in, I said, West Webster's Dictionary and how it's defined as a condition that affects the person's thinking, feelings, and mood. So again, a disabling of all three, which has to do with your mental capacity. Okay. And what are the signs that we should pay attention to? Like, you know, like I said, some people, there's the, my mood might be because, you know, um, I was late to work, but okay, by 10 o'clock, I'm all right. But what are the signs, the sure signs that maybe somebody in your circle, you know, somebody in your girl tribe, your crew is going through something and Sometimes I don't say things, right? I Because, again, you hit it on the net. I don't want you to judge me because that's a very judgmental space. You know, that's a very, like, we, you know, we judge. Like, you know, sometimes it's hard to walk away from love, you know, even if they're hurting me or, you know, but again, that goes back to some somewhere, you know. Um, so what are the signs we should pay attention to, Miss Wynn? Okay. Um Let's start from kids. <laughs> and I'm saying kids and we will move it on to adults, okay? So starting from children, you wanna be aware of what they're doing. Um, the standard of the norms of what you would normally see a child or their milestones of what they're doing. You know, you wanna get your child pretty much checked out, you know, see if they're healthy and different things like that. But, you know, like, being in school, you want to see if they're, you know, interacting with kids or that they're not isolating themselves and different things like that. Uh, you want to be aware. Now, going on to adults, right? If you notice your friend all of a sudden acting different from their norm, being that, oh, they're not as talkative or you notice they're not answering the phone to you anymore or they don't want to go anywhere or do anything, you know, um, mainly, you know, just being observant. Now, just because somebody just want to be alone, like, you know, you know, you have your time, you, you want to just, just be by yourself. But if it's an ongoing thing and you notice their moods are different when it comes down to you know if they having crying episodes for no reason or you know and just being a kind of aware as uh, mainly I can say being aware of your surroundings being aware of the people you communicate with or whatever give you a good example uh, my best friend me and my best friend are really close we don't talk on the phone every single day but I know her you know so I noticed that she was um, not as cheerful as she normally is, you know? So 
me being a friend I am, I'm, I go check on her. Hey, you okay? You know, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. You know, that's what she was basically telling me. Okay, I'm fine or whatever. So, um, you know, a few days went by or whatever. And, you know, she, as we, you know, went on, you know, days went on, didn't hear from her. I'm like, okay, this is not like her. <laughs> Normally, we, you know, she's calling me or something. So what's going on, you know? And after a while, she wouldn't answer her phone. And I'm like, okay, no, something's wrong. So I'll go over there and check on my friend, you know, like something's not right. And come to find out there's a lot of things that she was trying to deal with on her own per se, mm-hmm. but it was causing her to just be disabled. She couldn't think straight. You know, she couldn't process what was going on with her. It was overwhelming her so much. You know, she was very tearful. Um, she wanted to isolate herself from everybody. Um, and it was just, you know, some common things that she had to kind of work out. So it's just really a good thing to, you know, talk and not necessarily hold things in when you're not feeling, you know, your best self. I always give clients, um, what is it, exercises to, you know, because every, all the time you're not going to be able to get to your counselor right away to talk to them more, maybe even talk to a friend, you know, um, maybe you can write out how you feel and sometimes that makes you feel better because you would have gotten it out within your heart on paper, right? Um, mm-hmm. Also, meditating, meditating can be a good way of, you know, releasing stress or, you know, your common things like taking a nice bubble bath or getting a massage or something, that, you know, but back to your question, what you asked me, just being aware of when you're around. And even with yourself, you know, being aware of what you're doing and when you get overwhelmed and when it gets to be too much, you always want to execute self-care. Oh, self-care and mental health go hand in hand. Hand A lot of people don't realize that, that, but it does. Like when I care for myself, like Mm -hmm. I'm able to reevaluate and check myself and say, hey, something is wrong and I need to stop. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm in a pool. Um, I, I, I posted all week that you can't pour from an empty cup. And, Absolutely. you know, when you wear a lot of hats, you know, you're everything to everybody. Sometimes mm-hmm. somebody suffers and it's not the everything that you are to everybody. It's the person that's trying to do everything, which is yourself. Right. And a lot of things stem from childhood, you know. Oh, girl, for sure. To, uh, for, um, kind of get away from that. You have, you know, or in the whatever, but you hear all this voice saying that, you know, all that stuff. But it's true. It is true. Oh, it is all so roads true. lead back to your childhood. Oh, yeah. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and I tell my adult clients who have children that it's very important that you lead by example because your kids are watching you whether you're you're you are uh, knowing that they're watching you or paying attention to you because everything that you do they're watching so everything well as let me add this everything that you do everything that you say everything you think that they're not watching because a lot of my issues stem from things that were never said Oh, absolutely. Things that were never done. 
things mm-hmm. that were, you know what I mean? Like, so Absolutely. yeah, I, I, yeah, I watched, but my, mm-hmm. you know, wagon, my adult wagon is shown up pulled by a lot of things from my childhood training. Right. You know, again, you can't change what you want to acknowledge. So I'm trying to change those things now as if it were so, you know, because I'm working of that spirit of reflection. But people oh, yeah. don't reflect. A lot of people don't like to go back there. It's raw. It's mm-hmm. a raw space. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you don't want to go back to what we said initially in the conversation. Something wrong with me. <laughs> Nothing ain't wrong with me, you know, because we don't want to deal or, or be open to the fact that something may be wrong. No, or, ain't something is. Let's change that <laughs> verb. Something is wrong. Yeah. And working in the school system, I mm-hmm. see it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, again, you know, we were classmates in the counseling program. And it's like, I, I, I know how I end up getting stuck so long within that classroom setting because it wasn't supposed to be that long. But, you know, not that I do any psychotic or psychosis or <laughs> diagnose, you know, or, or diagnose anybody <laughs> in that classroom. But the reality is, is that I see it and we do work on coping mm-hmm. strategies. We do work on strategies of how to self-soothe that, you know, is beneficial for everybody, including my nerves in this, in this space, but it, it, it comes from somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes. And, it's, and it's learned behavior, you know, it's learned behavior. You know, when a kid comes out of the mother's womb, they know nothing. Everything is learned, right? So even something as how your mom walks you walk just like your mom you know or how they talk you talk just like your mom or you talk just like your dad you know different things like that so behaviors are learned so it is so important that people are aware that things that have gone like you say you were you know you were not some things were not spoken on (laughs) when you were a kid you know you didn't talk about that um, and it's and it doesn't make it wrong necessarily because again that's was the generation then they didn't talk about many things you know but you know moving forward now everything's talked about so we have to be very aware of you know what is being put out there for our kids to see also for us to view you know. Because uh, what, whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. So if you are always a person that is negative or negative speaking or whatever, then that's what, exactly what's going to come out. But you mentioned one good thing and that a lot of people don't realize that your coping is the most important factor here. It's how you deal with things, how you manage. So give us some good coping strategies. Like for real, as a woman of confluence, because this is where confidence meets influence some of us are moms some of us are not um some of us are professional some of us are entrepreneurs some of us are ready to make the leap and we're afraid so this community is runs a gamut of where we are in our life and can you share with us some good coping skills and tips that we can do you know when we suffer from the I like to say feeling some type of way. You know, that, that song made it popular. Feeling some kind of way. Can you share with us what we can do? Okay, so um, for, dip, okay, so 
different coping strategies work for different people. Not necessarily everything works for everybody. So I mentioned one of them being journaling. You know, you could journal how you feel, get your feelings out, that will help. You know, uh, for some people, they want to talk to somebody. So you want to talk to someone that you can share your information with, that you can be free with in your speaking. That's another coping strategy. Another coping strategy could be um, you doing deep breathing techniques, you know, to relax. Or you, you know, taking a bubble bath, you know, but again, like I said, self-care is the most important. If, if when you take care of yourself, you feel better. Um, another thing um, that would help too, a lot of people don't realize this either, is your eating habits. What you put in your body affects your body. So you, you know, wanting to eat a little bit healthier would help your, your mind to be stimulated you know, and your body to feel better, you're not tired, you know. Um, sluggish. I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, or sluggish, you know what I mean? Because yes. sometimes we can eat things. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, another coping strategy can be exercising. A lot of people don't realize this either, but exercising, moving helps your mental stability. <laughs> Even if it's not, if you're not a person to exercise, you just, you know, parking your car a little bit further and walking. <laughs> that would help, you know, little things will help, you know, to help your mental stability. And then again, what you watch on TV or what you read or what you, you know, allow to be in your mental space, you know. Your consumption, whatever you eat. Yes. Yeah, basically, whatever you yeah. eat is what will come out. So mm -hmm. if you're watching trash, yep. That's what kind that's of it. spirit you exude. If you're eating trash, that's what comes through your pores. Right. You know what I mean? And so you're right. You really got to build the spirit of positivity mm -hmm. when you're in a bad place. And like I, I did a podcast a few weeks ago about it takes a village to survive. And, you know, I for me, one coping strategy, but you just said that I really need some people in my corner that is not judgmental. Mm -hmm about what I'm going through. Don't ask me really questions. I just need to get this off of my head. Um, you know, I, I, I believe in counseling. I think counseling is underrated. Um, Absolutely. Because I think it's necessary. Sometimes I can't talk to my mama or my cousin mm -hmm. or uh, bookend right, mm -hmm. right now, you know, on a block. I really need to go seek a, a person like you, a licensed professional that no theories right that tells me why you know I have an issue with my mom or why the issue is with my dad and like you say that could give me you know a you know a a formula if you will to help me get better and work through those issues and yes praying about it helps but sometimes you got to step out and take some real initiative because it's just like to me mental health is like being sick in your body you know, I, you said they work hand in hand and they do. But if I am sick, I'm going to go see a doctor for a good prescription mm -hmm. for some medicine to cure mm -hmm. me. And if I don't do the same thing with my mental health, I will continue to stay in that space. And you know what? And, mm -hmm. and you know what? A lot of people don't realize that your brain functions everything. I don't think we take we take that too lightly. Your brain functions everything. So explain. 
I'm sorry. I said explain. Okay. So um, your brain <laughs> functions your whole entire body. So your brain tells every limb to move, you know, your heart rate, all that stuff. It, 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 it functions everything. So we have to take care of that more than ever because that keeps us going. The brain keeps, keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people and then- take that very lightly that the brain keeps me going. So your mental stability has to be right in order for you to keep going. I always provide my clients with an example of a tree planted, right? Or a Mm -hmm. plant planted, right? In order for it to not waver, you got to dig up the soil. So I I would always give them an example of, okay, you got to dig up soil, right? You got to dig up the soil and an and then you got to get the soil right in order for you to plant something down, right? So then I give them an example of how you plant a plant in the pot. And then once the soil is right, you put it on top and then you water it. And watering will be your self-care. And as you plant the dirt down, the soil is right, the plant is planted in the soil. So whatever comes, it won't waver. It won't get knocked down. Even sometimes when storms come, it doesn't really, you know, it don't, it doesn't uproot the plant, the tree, whatever, because you're planted and that soil is you taking care of those things that are matters of the heart. And you're the plant or you're the tree that's planted. So it's not wavering, it's not easily taken down because you're, you, you're planted on solid foundation, solid soil, good soil, where you've dug up roots and, you know, bad things that corrupted the tree from dying or the plant from dying or you picked off the dead, you know, um, piece of the plant off to make sure it's grounded right. Every time I science, they get it. Because they're the trick. Whatever they need, honey, for them to get it. Like, I, I I, think that, again, it's the silent killer. You know, it's, 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 it's almost like a form of cancer. It can literally eat away at you. And I've met people that we're the same age and they look 60. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're dealing with or they don't know how to cope or they're going through or they haven't been able to shake or Whatever it is, I think that people need to be able to relax, relate, and definitely release. And I am a releaser. I'm a releaser of people, things. I I tell people, you got to change your nouns, you know, um, because sometimes you need to change your person, your place, and your thing in order for you to grow. So that is how I look at it, because I'm an English teacher. So I, I can relate everything in an English way. And when you change your nouns, your verbs actually begin to change. Yep. You can go from not to inspiring. You can go from can't to do. You It, you, you, it may, allows you to change when you can get out of that ugly space that has you captive. Mm-hmm. 
And my last question I'm going to ask is, do you think professional women, people like you and I, mm -hmm. suffer from, from mental health issues? Because people look at us and say, oh, my God, she's about to start her business. Or, you know, oh, my God, she has these books or she speaks or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, oh, my God, she drives a, a nice mm -hmm. car. Uh, she lives in a nice house in a good community. Mm -hmm. But do you think that people, women like us, suffer from mental illness? Absolutely. The help needs help. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We we can't be so far high that we don't get the care we need. That's how we keep and able to re continue refueling ourselves, you know, so that we can keep continue helping or whatever our field is or whatever profession is, you know? And then I think that when people are so high up, you know, that can become a stressor in itself because you're responsible for so many people. So if you think of you know, Fortune 500 company or, you know, an executive or whatever your profession is, you know, everybody needs some type of release, like you mentioned earlier. And it just boils down to self-care. Absolutely. Yes, the help needs help. So it, it's all about taking care of yourself. And if taking care of yourself is getting your hair done every two weeks or getting your nails done or pampering yourself to make you feel good, then that's what you do. If it means, you know, turn off your phone for a couple of hours and not, you know, answering and just being by yourself. I can tell you for myself and what I do, I have to have a time out, you know, after I get off of work and just pretty much, you know, listen to my music or, you know, watch TV for a second to decompress. And then I can move on to do other things because sometimes, you know, these different, you know, issues with certain clients are very heavy. So I got to refill another to be my best self for my mm -hmm. client. So for whatever profession, it is always good to self-reflect and not run out of gas and be on empty. <laughs> you got to refuel. You know, you can't drive a car with no gas. You have to refuel yourself. And whatever that means for you that you enjoy to help refuel you. And I'm one to travel. That is my favorite thing to do. And I enjoy it so much. And I'm so relaxed when I'm, my feet is in the sand and I'm chilling at the beach. You know, and it takes for me to do that, for me to recharge and be able to come back and, you know, be refueled. So whatever that means for you to act on self-care, that's what you need to do. Well, there you have it. Self-care and mental health go hand in hand. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and nuggets of knowledge with us with this community of women who want to live their best life because I truly specialize in making painful conversation easy you know I don't mind sharing about the mountain that I've climbed because I feel like it's people in the valley that need to hear me so thank you so much for giving us your insight tonight i appreciate you so much you're so welcome and thank you for having me i appreciate it as well all right 
Well, good luck and thank you for being a woman of confluence. You are definitely a confluencer. And when you get the business up and running, definitely tell us about it and tell people where they can find you on social media if they need your services. Okay, I will have a website up called uh, wincounselingandassociates.org. Oh, so your landing page is coming. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you so much, Latrice, for sharing your wealth of knowledge as it relates to mental illness. Again, we all know someone that is suffering in silence or living it out loud. Here's the thing. It is okay not to be okay. But what is not okay is staying there. We have to learn how to cope. We have to learn how to build a bridge. We need to learn how to face it instead of faking it. And you gave us some helpful tips. So, I'm going to bring some of those tips back out forward so you can remember them, ladies of Confluence, and add on to it. Latrice said journal. Yes, journaling is great. My first journal turned into my first book. Focus towards your goal. Sometimes we focus so much on our problems, so we need to become solution-oriented and think about how to come up with a better solution, and how to solve our problem. Learn to focus on your strength and discover your weakness so you will know what triggers you. Focus on the future instead of reliving in that past. See, that past is a place of reference, but not a place of residence. So make sure that you, you know, look back, but don't stay there. And focus on your life instead of the illness that you are facing. And all means, all means, all means, please, 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 please heal and forgive, starting with yourself. But more importantly, go to counseling. Counseling is so necessary. And I think it is underrated. Counseling, like Latrice said, you need someone to help you sort those things out. Sometimes we run out of compartments in our head, women of confluence, because we think we have it all together. And sometimes the professional woman, she needs help too. So by all means, go, 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 go. When in doubt, go. Seek professional help. Not your homegirl. Not the beauty shop gossip, not yo ain't it that did live the same thing. Everybody's problem is different. So please seek the help that you need so you can live your best life and be your best self. I love you and thank you for joining me this week. Well, that's it, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Confluence. The lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I am your host, Charlie Marcole, and I've enjoyed having you here with me. Until we meet again, remember when you are strong enough and confident enough to speak the truth, you gain respect 
and influence. Smooches.